We had a question. On the one hand, he said that the nature of the place has an effect on everything in the place, the people, the vegetation. And therefore we saw that Eretz Yisrael had the ability to Megadol Gedolim. That the people who lived there were Anshe Midas. They were of much greater size. And we said that was not just randomly so, that was because of the Koyach of Eretz Yisrael. On the other hand, we see what we saw yesterday, that the king's question team was looking at Eretz Yisrael today. We don't see any noticeable difference between the people in Eretz Yisrael today and anywhere else. So where do you see there's a Maile? Um, in Eretz Israel. And the Gazari's answer to that was a marshal to a vineyard. And he said that even if you have a very fertile piece of property, something which if you would grow grapes there, they would come out extremely big, extremely tasty, whatever, juicy grapes. But if you're not planting anything there, you can't see the miles of the soil if it's not fed, if it's not sold, if it's not cultivated. So he said, similar Eretz Israel today um, is in that situation. And we asked, if you're uh, talking about that Eretz Yisrael will only have its effect on Klal Yisrael, so then we see that the nations who were there before them, that Malchi Knan, weren't Klal Yisrael, and nevertheless Eretz Yisrael had an effect on them. So that's the entire holding by Oisid base. We'll see what the Kuzari says, and Be'ez Hashem will answer the question. And this is the Chavez Marshal, Amr Achavah Kain Arechis, which is Arechis, means a piece of property. Zech, Shatem, Oymim, Shematzlech, Bayakarim. And some of you know that grapes, a vineyard, will be successful. If you would never plant anything there, you wouldn't do the work which was right for it. You wouldn't make grapes. A fallow field doesn't make grapes. And therefore, and therefore the, the, the nature of the field and what its ability to do wouldn't be noticeable because it's not producing anything. The which is for Klai Yisrael, which we said before, that they have a certain prominence or preeminence of other nations. And when Eretz Yisrael is used for the mitzvahs which are meant to be in Eretz Yisrael, that's like what cultivates the vineyard. And therefore, what he means is, and therefore today, when that's not the case, when Eretz Yisrael not living in Eretz Yisrael, at least they went to the time of Riyadah Levi, and therefore the, the, the Eretz Yisrael is not being cultivated, we made these Midas aren't, aren't visible. But on the other hand, The Maisa is, if Kaishal want to be successful, then it's only possible for them to reach their full measure of success in Israel. Just like the same thing, if you, want to, if you want to plant a vineyard, and you want the vineyard to be successful, you have to find the soil which has the right conditions to plant grapes, Right? If you plant it in a rocky terrain or an arid terrain or in a desert, it's not going to work. Same thing, Klai Yisrael, planted out of Eretz Yisrael, aren't going to be able to achieve what Klai Yisrael can achieve in Eretz Yisrael. So there are two separate sides to what Rabbi Yadav said. The first one is that Eretz Yisrael, without Klai Yisrael there, is like an uncultivated field. And the second thing he said is that Klai Yisrael, out of Eretz Yisrael, is like planting something in a place which isn't meant for that kind of species and therefore it's not going to reaches optimal level. Now, going back to the explanation we gave yesterday, and that is that uh, what determines the nature of each country is the same as the um of the country. We saw the sar, which has an effect on the, on the nation that he is responsible for. That sar also has, has his hashpa on the territory which is allocated to them. Then, just like Klai Yisrael don't have a sar, 
says the Vilnagon, Eretz Yisrael also doesn't have a son. It's Eretz Yisraeli Hashem Lekechuba. Meish Hashem Lekechuba. It's directly under the, so to speak, the ISA. It's in the, under the domain, under the supervision of Hashem because there isn't a sire in Eretz Yisrael either. Right. Now, so therefore, let's uh, look at what the Kazari said, and he's broken up into two parts. The one was that there's a physical, maybe, properties that each as uh, each place has, which is uh, visible in what it produces, in the, the kinds of people, even the kinds of animals, the kinds of vegetation, which isn't a part of the world. That's one. And the second one is the spiritual chedek. And that is that, as opposed to the other arotes, which are under the domain of a star, and are influenced by the nature of that sire, so Yisrael is not under the nature of a sire and therefore is directly under under the supervision of Hashem. Now, if that would be the case, right, so then what's going to be the nafkeminus? There's Yisrael, the fact that it's directly under the supervision of Hashem. So the two things first the Torah says. Number one, what the Gazari brings over here, and that is that Klai Yisrael aren't able to, so to speak, achieve or do all the mitzvahs that Klai Yisrael are meant to do in Goddess. Right? Now, we're not, in, we're not just talking about the mitzvahs for Aretz, which don't apply in Goddess at all. Right? That's one, one, what's one level. But there's even Minamari Chazal who say that uh, the din of keeping mitzvahs in Chutz Aretz was begedah so that there wouldn't be nishkah for us to come back to Aretz Yisrael. It's the Chazal that says that. The Chazal says that, that with the Hatzivil of Tziyunim, that the idea of keeping mitzvahs in Chutz Aretz was today that it shouldn't come as a surprise when you come back to Israel. But often, that it comes out that the Ikakim and Tarim Mitzvahs, even though we believe in Chosla Aretz, the Torah is not Chayvah. There was only Agav. Agav in Israel, we believe in Kim Mitzvahs, the Torah is not Chayvah. When the Ramban says this, the Ramban says it about Yaakov Avinu. And the obvious question of Yaakov Avinu was if he was meant to be keeping the entire Torah, actually Nitna, how could Yaakov Avinu marry two sisters? And one of the approaches the Ramban has to that question is that it was only in Chosla when he came into Eretz Yisrael, Yehudah died. I mean, sorry, Rachel died, and the reason for that was was because the Ikachir of Kiyom Atayra was in Eretz Yisrael. And in Chutz Laaretz, it wasn't as uh, as the the Ikachir the wasn't in Chutz Laaretz. He made it that he was, it was possible for him to marry two sisters in Chutz Laaretz while in Eretz Yisrael, and that's an amazing thing. And um, by the way, that's why he explains also that the child who was born to Rachel when she died was Benjamin, and that's why he calls him Benjamin. He was born, the Eretz Yisrael was to the right of, looking from the north, to the right of Babel, of Aram, or wherever he was in Haran, and therefore he was the ben of Eretz Yisrael, and he married, that's why his mother to die when he was born. Because it wasn't shy to marry two sisters in, in Eretz Yisrael. Now, so you see the same idea, and that is that the some level, the chiyuv of the Torah in Eretz Yisrael is to a high degree than in Chutz What's the reason for that? What's the reason for that? So, there's two chalakim to talk about when we talk about the uh, chiyuv Torah. The one chiyuv is the chiyuv to keep the mitzvahs, which applies everywhere in the world. It doesn't make a difference. Uh, in other words, Hashem was the tzavahs. And in the sense, HaKadosh Baruch Hu obligates us, so wherever we are, we're going to be obligated. There's a second, but there's a second chalak also to keeping Torah. And the second chalak is the effect that the mitzvahs are having. We've spoken about this in different vadim. And that is, every mitzvah he has also has a certain effect. And over here, there's a magnet of machalik between Eretz Yisrael and other places. That's a mitzvah which is done in Eretz Yisrael, right, for whatever reason, because of the spiritual nature of Eretz Yisrael, has a different effect than a mitzvah done somewhere else. 
just like for example, a, whenever, wherever a person is in the world, they can daven. But there's a man in davening in Makam Amikdash, there's a man in davening in Kenegan Makam Amikdash, it adds a certain dimension to one's tefillahs. So we see the same insight. The Chiyub is everywhere. But the, the manner, the value, or the importance, the, the ability to, cha- to have a certain spiritual impact that the mitzvah has will be enhanced in Israel. That's the same idea that you say that a tzaddik has something that has more of an effect on the regular. A tzaddik has more of an effect because his neshama has more influence on the Shachayim. This is something similar. Not only that level of neshama, but it's something similar. Now, therefore, Where's the, again, as always, Roshayim can't make a tradition like this. Where's Rabbi Levi coming from? Where's his makar that Eretz Yisrael lends itself to a higher dargah of Ruchnis than anywhere else? And he has a Chazal. And Chazal said that Nevoah was only given in Eretz Yisrael. That a person can't be a Nuranayim in Chazal. Nevoah is only given in Eretz Yisrael, which means even if a person would go through all the necessary stages, of self-perfection or being only the minus of, of levels of ruchnius in order to be worthy of Nebuah, but he wouldn't become a Nod in Chutzlaret. Nebuah had to be specific in Eretz Yisrael. That was the Kiel of the Kayach of Eretz Yisrael that it would be a place where Nebuah would be Shereh. Masha Ankein, the person who was right for it inside himself, who wasn't Eretz Yisrael, would not become a Nod. That's what, that's, what that's what he says here. Anywhere else. And we're not, we're not going to see that the, the, the king is going to attack him and give him examples of people who get the in Chutzlaris and he's going to answer one by one. That's the side. In other words, that the ability to get to a certain Rukhni level is only, up, is only available in Eretz Yes, <laughs> That if you don't cultivate the vineyards, nothing grows there. Right, so we made it today, it shows in an uncultivated state. Now we ask the questions, what about the Kanani who were there from beforehand? There's an answer to this question. We have to look at the Pasuk in Yemiya. Because the Pasuk in Yemiya talks about this. And the Gemara points out on the Pasuk that it says, And uh, the Gemara says that the effect of the Khurban ruined Eretz Yisrael. It says in this Pasuk in Torah. and if that's the case, the Gemara says on that, that for 52 years, the Gemara says that no animals came into Eretz Yisrael, there was nothing for them to eat, there was no vegetation, no birds went into Eretz Yisrael, there was no food for them. In other words, what he means that the uncultivated land, he means that this was a result of the Khurban. And the result of the Khurban was that Eretz Yisrael was, in a physical sense, was destroyed. That uh, as it lost its uh, ability to, to produce, it lost its 
natural nutrients, whatever you want to call it, it was root. Um, and it's always been like that. This is a Ramban. It's an amazing Ramban. On the Pasuk, I just quoted. Now, let's just go back to the Pasuk there. That, and, the, and when that happens, Eretz Yisrael, instead of being the most fertile places, it became exactly the opposite. It became a barren wilderness. Right? And at Kadekach, that it was noticeable by visitors to Eretz Yisrael, like, what's happened to this place? Why is it so desolate? And it's unfortunate possible to tell the guy who comes from a faraway country. And they're going to see the, the affliction of Hashem punished as Israel. Like, it's, it's desert, it's barren. And then they're going to say, What happened? But it'll be so noticeable that Eretz Yisrael has been ruined that people who are not used to from Eretz Yisrael, the Nachri who comes from Eretz Rechoika, or the Bnei Chama the future generations who never ever saw Eretz Yisrael when it was fertile, they only see it in its, in its desolation, but nevertheless, it's unique in its desolation. Compa- and compared to what they know from the rest of the world, it stands out, like what happened to Eretz Yisrael? Why is it so desolate? And it's the same you said. Eretz Yisrael was destroyed. When there was a glare of Chorban Eretz Yisrael, it wasn't just in the base of Mikdash, it was in Eretz Yisrael in totality. Now, we might find this hard to believe today, because we go around Eretz Yisrael and we see vegetation, we see the mountains are covered in grass or in trees, and these things growing. You must understand, it wasn't always like that. It wasn't always like that. And, and we even have reports from about 100 years ago, the time after the First World War, that Eretz Yisrael was completely desert. It was completely uh, uh, empty desert terrain. What changed? What changed is there's a pasuk in Yecheskel, Nevo in Yecheskel, and on this Nevo, the Gemara says in Chelek, on that, I think it's Afkuf, maybe that's the test, the Gemara says that if you're asking for a similar, the Gemara is coming close. So, Ein Lechos Simon Godel Mizeh, Lashon Gemara. There's no Simon more than this, and that is that the pasuk in Nevo in Yecheskel, Vatem Hari Yisrael, and you, man of Israel, cover yourselves with vegetation and bring forth fruit and produce because my children are coming back. It's a pasuk in Yechezkel, very common And therefore, the, the Gemara says, when you see Eretz Israel start to be, become fertile again, it's a clear sign that God is coming. Because for the extent of the goddess, it wasn't like that. Eretz Israel lost its mana on the contrary, it was part of the Churban. And uh, the fact that Kodesh Baruch was preparing for Kaisal to come back, you can see, is by the fact that the Eretz Yisrael starts to produce again. And then we're definitely in the middle of that matter of today. Today, on the contrary, there are some parts of Eretz Yisrael which are still absolute deserts. You just have to go outside Yishalayim. With all the you you'll see absolute desert. Nothing grows, it's just sand. Right? But the parts of Eretz Yisrael which are exactly the opposite. They become very fertile. And we don't see that necessarily. This is one of the symbolic of the Gaunah coming. And I heard a story. He said he, he was once speaking to somebody who was a Talmud of Radin and he knew the Chavetz Chaim. And he was in the room, he was in the house of Chavetz Chaim when somebody who had gone to Israel came back again. So Chavetz Chaim was incredibly interested. Talmud said, what, 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 in all the details, what happened there? So what did you see? What happened? So one of the things this man said is he was, he, he was 
he was wandering in the shuk of Eretz Yisrael, and he saw that there was some local fruit that was selling there. Like a few apples, a few onions, a few whatever it was, but there was like a bit of local produce in Eretz Yisrael. And uh, this Bach, well, it was the but then the Bach was then in the Bach and Rad and said, that when the Chafetz Chaim heard that, he started crying from Moshe. He said, the Goel is coming, Eretz Yisrael time to produce again. Now, that's a long, that's a very far shot from where Eretz Yisrael is producing today. And the fact, but this effect was producing something, you already saw as a sign that this clutter was being reversed. So that's the first point. We ask that uh, why didn't, why in the time before Kaisho came in, was Eretz Yisrael so fertile, were the fruits so enormous? And in the goddess, it's not like that. That was part of the Xeris goddess. That was part of the Xeris goddess. Before Kaisho came in, the Xeris wasn't there. So Taka was a fertile land. Taka was a, like Hashem talks about it, the Eretz Yisrael of Adash. It's a land of plenty, it's a land of everything. It was only as a result of the Xeris of the Khurban that that Maila got lost. Right, that's one point. Uh, so then we spoke about the spiritual part of Eretz Yisrael, and that is that because it's a land which Hashem is that so to speak, deals with directly, it's shaykh to achieve much more ruchness, even the vur. And we spoke of the physical part also that even though it was meant to be, it was meant to be the, the most fertile land, or the most, the one which produces the most, but the man who was taken away from Eretz Yisrael is part of the And this is, we have stories in the Gemara, the Gemara then looks over, which talks about many places about. When Clash or the time of Esav English, or Esav returned to Shalmachim, how that bracha was misguided. How that bracha was misguided. So it's a, Which bracha? Yeah, Esav Chalot and the size of the fruit, and the honey of the fruit, and the size of the trees. The Gemara has many, many stories there about, uh, about how rich and how varied the fruit of Esav Shal was. Like I said, that was something which disappeared. I'm sure the time of the Rishonim, when Rabbi Levi is writing, it wasn't there anymore. And the reason is, is because it was an uncultivated vineyard. When Kaisal went there, this was the Gadesh of Goddess, and in Mayan there was nothing there. The only thing we still see of the Mayan Israeli says is that in Chusvaret, we aren't able to achieve the same that we are able to achieve in Eretz Israel. That's the second point he says. Now, just on this point, we have a kingdom, it's a famous kingdom, from Yorubila Levi, which is at Tishabad, where in the, within his rhyme scheme, he makes these two points. He said the famous kinder uh, which starts Tzion Hadar Tishayin Shleim Asiraich is the kinder of Yehuda Levi, and when he talks about it. He says inside. He says Efchar Lenafchi Lenafshi Nishtapech. I would choose for myself to be able to pour out my nefesh, which is in crying or in tefillah. Bimkayim Asher Ruach Elikim Shvuch Al Bakiraich, in the place where the Ruach Elikim could be poured on those who were chosen as Levi. In other words, like we said, only Eretz Yisrael had the ability to be a place where people forget the book. And therefore, he says, if I'm looking for a place to cry in davening, I would choose to cry in such a place because there was, there was a smile that there was the ability to connect to the book. Because he says, at base melukhov, at kisek boyka. You, Eretz Yisrael, were like the king's palace, the kisek covered of Hashem, and really that's why it was more shaykh to get the ruchnis part of Eretz Yisrael there. Then he says, that's one point he says. And then he says, the other point, he says, he says, on this point also, he says, the 
the air of Eretz Yisrael is what gives chaim to the nesham. It has a certain chiyus in the air of Eretz Yisrael, which again, Eretz Yisrael had its koyach. That was the the ruchni chayek of Eretz Yisrael. That, which is kin is both about what we lost about the 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 that chayek of Eretz Yisrael, and then he's talking about the gashmi chayek of Eretz Yisrael. How would it be tasty for me food or drink? How will I enjoy the nights of the day? Right? When you does when Eretz Yisrael lost what it had before. And those are the two things which Bakayach Eretz Yisrael had, but both of them we don't have today. Obviously, even today there's no Nevoa. That's I understand. And we don't we don't have the brachas of Eretz Yisrael, but he says it's still it's still the makom which was meant for these things, and therefore the nafkamina is is you can see a mile of a place in two ways. The one is that it has something which no one else has. The other one is that what it could have no one else can have. Right. So that's the best and the, and the, the second point the the Chav is trying to make over here. He says in the time of the best of Mikdash or whatever it was, you would see the mile of Eretz Yisrael that it had something no one else had. The size of the fruit and the kayak of the people, whatever it was, it had, or the roofness that there was there, it had something no one else had. That's the one way to show its prominence. That no one else would have what it has. There's another way as well. And that is, even now, Israel doesn't have it, but Lemaisa, that's, you understand, Israel is punished, she doesn't have it. But no one else has it either. Why doesn't, why doesn't the rest of the world have it? So I see by, by exclusion that, that uh, it's the uniqueness of Israel because it would never be replaced by somewhere else. It wasn't like if it lost that and someone else got it. No one has it. So if that no one has it, then can you add something which no one else can have? Now the same argument, it's an interesting argument, is used by the Rishonim to prove the matter of Klai Yisrael. Exactly the same argument. Rabbi Yudha never went this far, Rabbi never went this far because he knew he was happy with the first half. And when he wanted to prove that Klai Yisrael was unique, was on a different level to everywhere else, he went to the mind that Klai Yisrael has that no one else has. He can be Naveem, we can speak to Hashem, we can get to the level of Hashem, it's like we spoke about the idea. Now, he didn't press the argument, but let's say the king would have asked him, one second, I don't see any Nevim around today, so maybe he lost that man. So what's the answer there going to be? We had it. Now you're right, as a, maybe as a result of the Khurban or that of the goddess, we've lost it, but no one else got it. So you see, it's not something anyone else can take away from us, or can take over, because it's not something available to anyone else. We might not be in a power position right now. We might not be the ruling civilization. But Lemaisa, the, the powerful nations, the ones who are in control, they never got what we had. So it wasn't shy for them to get. It was something which whoever's in the, in, in the power position will take. So Berega, we lose. They'll take it. They'll get it as well. But Berega, that we don't have it. But you see, they also can't get it. So you see, it's something which isn't shy for them. That's the same kind of argument he's saying over here. And that is, we can prove the matter of Israel what it had in its heyday, in its glory. But Mitzvah Shani, you want to say we lost that? It's true. The one someone else take it over. Al Kofov, because no one else can take it over. So we can still see the promise in Eretz Yisrael that Kiyilu, that level that it had was never, it was never repeated, was never found anywhere else in the world. So that's what we're going to talk about today.